welcome to Cascades, a podcast for whiskey against whiskey. We're warring the whiskey now. We don't trust it, and I don't know what secrets it's hiding, but we're about to find out. I'm Luke, this is Jordan, and I hope the whiskey out there knows we're coming. Hello. Uh, it's for whiskey, about whiskey, not against whiskey. I thought we'd just get that one cleared up. Just in case everyone listening to this has got like the headphones on and they're suddenly onto a mad panic thinking they've somehow stumbled onto the Mirrorverse version of this episode. A lot of people don't know about the Whiskey Uprising. Everyone talks about the Robot Uprising. I swear, if you have a go tea right now... <sighs> I have a great transition. Star Trek, the new ones have a lot of lens flare. You know what flare can sometimes do? Start fires. I mean, that's, that's, that's right. good. We're talking about fires. But if it was me... I'd have probably gone with the whole thing that Chekhov does say that Scotch was invented by a little old lady in Russia. Yeah, but... That would have been a better tie-in, to be honest. So yeah, we are back on track with an episode we were going to talk about last time, but because of timings and things, we had to skip because I was determined to get the 4th of July one in for Independence Day movie. Yes. Would you say we're back on track like a train that you stoke with coals? No, I'd say we're back on track. fire. So, yeah, so we were actually talking about... Uh, fire accidents through distilling history. Now, this is actually an idea Luke came up with. I did, yeah. Credit I said. to Luke. Whether it... Luke was... I was like, hey, you got any ideas? And Luke was like, fire! Fire! That's what we want to do! Fire! I was there. I was just walking around with a box of matches, and I was like, I have a plan. <laughs> um, no, I was like, was there, were there fires in distilleries? Because lots of wooden stuff. And you were like, actually, there was. And I was like, well, tell me more. This might be the only episode of Cascades... I will ever be interested in. Distilling as we've covered has gone through... Uh, sorry, distilling as we have covered has gone on for a long time and hopefully will continue to do so for even longer. However, over the years, the practice has not been without problems. We've talked about distilleries closing due to market crashes, takeovers, and even a few that have vanished completely with new buildings atop the sites. Now, I don't mean like the cask whisperer came in and, like, had to fight an evil villain that's, like, literally stealing whole buildings. Now, no. See, I was actually going somewhere else. I was going, do you remember in Fable? Yes. Do you remember... Which one? Um, second one. Okay, yeah. Uh, With the tower. When you have to, like, move statues and the house is invisible until you put the statues right? Pretty sure that's three. Mm, okay. That's three. Maybe you have to put the casks in certain order and then the building will appear again. When you think about it, the process is a little risky when it comes to distilling. You need a few things. If you're making single malt, you need malted barley, and this is required by drying it off in a kiln to kill it. Sorry, this requires drying it off to kill it. You also need... I remembered it, and then it left. Oh, no. You also need a... distiller. A... You do need a distiller. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the process is quite risky because, um, first of all, if you're making single malt, you need malted barley, which you have to dry off to kill it. Um, and then, to make things worse, you actually mill the barley, um, or other cereals, to be fair. And this is where the first real hazard comes in. Because when you're milling, uh, you have a lot of fine kind of dust powder floating around, as you know, with like flour mills and things. And if you're not careful and there's a little stone chit that's gone on with your barley and it accidentally causes a spark in the mill, it can actually ignite. And this is where fires have happened in the past. In fact, um, the the mill machines, they do actually have, like, anti-spark protectors on and stuff like that for this exact reason. Flower near fire is, like, my biggest... Yeah. Uh, I should also point out that if you're using a kiln to dry your barley in, um, you... If you're not careful, you will set fire to the barley, as we'll talk about later on. 
Now we have the distilling stage where you heat up the metal vessels to evaporate alcohol so you can condense it and increase its strength, which is the practice of distillation. Uh, now this is all very well and good, but um, alcohol by nature is actually very flammable and you are heating up those stills. A lot in the past would actually use direct fire to heat the stills, which is even riskier as you can imagine. There's um, alcohol inside the vessel, very, very much flammable. Fire at the bottom, very likely to cause fires. Fire is known to be flammable, yes. Fire is flammable. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> um, and then, finally, as Luke pointed out, the, uh, the distillate is filled into casks, which are, funnily enough, made of wood and have often been toasted or charred to varying degrees uh, on the inside in order to create desired flavours. Yeah, so then you put highly flammable spirit into highly flammable wood. Would you to say... be left in a warehouse where the alcohol vapors fill because it's enclosed environment the whole time with wooden casks full of flammable liquid in surrounded by air that is full of flammable vapors. Would you say it's possibly a fire hazard? Well, this is the thing. You might think that, and you'd be right. No. Um, yeah. Funnily enough, someone just round the corner smoking a cigarette, flicks <laughs> it into the room, like, wait, no! <laughs> Funnily enough, um, there are actually a few checks in place these days to protect the spirit and the people working there. Is one of them sprinklers? Uh, I don't... I, there must be sprinklers inside the buildings, but particularly inside, like, the old warehouses and things, there will be fire extinguishers close to hand, and uh, there will always be, like, um, plenty of water access for fire engines... Because they like water, it turns out. Uh, so I thought we'd look at a few of the different aspects of the stages, like I was just saying, but specifically tying them into examples of where things have gone slightly wrong. Um, first of all is one that we've actually talked about before, and it is the Kilhoman Distillery. What do you know about the Kilhoman Distillery, Luke? Because I know you're an avid listener. They... I have listened to episodes. Okay, so... The Kilhoman Distillery make whiskey. They do. Um, they... What was no okay? I'm a visual learner. What does that bottle look like? Uh, short, dumpy, round with um, Triskelion on the front. I do know which one you're on about. Yeah, I thought you, you should have said the Triskelion one. Um, we've never reviewed them. Yes, we have. We did an episode on Kilhoman. That's oh, how I know. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we have reviewed them. <laughs> um, the more you know... Is that a werewolf one, maybe? No, werewolves are seasonally appropriate was Glendronic. Oh, I don't know. I was just making a reference to, like, Team Wolf and hoping that I'd carried that across in the past. No, you're, you're thinking the sea wolves, which is the Wolfburn episode. Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay, so, um, given that we are on a time slot here, and I can't bother to edit out... Anyway, always. they're on my facts, so... Um, oh, what's weird. oh, we're not on five facts yet. Oh, the recording didn't catch him. I got stuff to do, so I can't repeat. Back in the early days of the Kilhoman distillery, the two sons were eager to watch a rugby match live on TV, and they decided to save some time and avoid having to miss any of the later game by putting on enough fuel in the peak kiln to last the whole match. See, what you'd normally do is you'd put some fuel on in the peak kiln, and then later on you'd come back and put some more on. Um, however, so that they didn't have to come back, they just put more on at the beginning, which to them made sense at the time. I'd probably do it. The problem is, if you add extra fuel on, it's not necessarily going to think, oh yes, let's burn slower, because that's the nice thing to do. It just all ignited the fuel, it burned a lot faster and a lot hotter, and actually ended up burning down part of the distillery. You know, it says that famous saying goes, fire doesn't care about your opinions. 
Fortunately, the Isle of Fire Department were able to actually put out the fire before the rest of the distillery went up in flames, and the damage, although significant, could have been a lot worse. Now, I also looked at maltings, but to be honest, there's so many that, like examples of this in history, I couldn't pick up just one, because maltings is, like I was saying, one of the most dangerous times, because you've got the... the the um the grain in the air you've got the simplest like little bit of a spark can do it so many distillery maltings have gone up in fire in history it is amazing um now at the distilling stage though there is one i am aware of and that is dalmore who we've also talked about before dalmore stag yeah dalmore stag you are correct um which is it's it's a stag but why do they have a stag um because it was their patronus it was not their Patronus. That is the only Harry Potter reference I will ever make. And I'm not even 100% sure that's right. You were right. Um, yeah. One of the big issues, as I said, is that you heat up alcohol. Back in the nineteen, back in 1920, at the Dalmore Distillery, one of the stillmen forgot to close a port at the top of the still. Uh, so, yeah, when they heated up the spirits inside, the alcohol began to bubble and spilled out, running down the outside of the still and into the direct fire below. This caused flames to climb up the outside of the still, burning the alcohol, spilling out. So it can happen. Turns out if you don't contain the liquid, it can bubble and flow out, and then it kind of becomes a problem. That is why you never put um, freshly made soup in a closed smoothie container and blend it. What, because it will run down the spirit still and into the fire below, igniting? Yes. Oh, okay. So if the, um, back in 1920, if that still operator hadn't put hot soup in his smoothie blender the, earlier that day, then he'd have been okay. Listen. And he would have remembered to close that still door. I am just back saying. Back in the 1920s, he I was using an inch blender, was he? You make that mistake once, you do not make it the second time. <laughs> not that you have. <laughs> Because it's my ninja blender. No, it wasn't yours. It was not in oh, this house. Okay, fair enough. I'm okay with that then. You can make a mess anywhere else. <laughs> Um, warehousing. Now, we did accidentally cover warehousing last episode when we were talking about the uh, distillery fire. Which, of course, you remember because it melted the asphalt. Ah, the asphalt. No. We're not having a whole, like, 20-minute section on this again. I'm saying the same word. I literally but am. In Dundee, a devastating fire broke out in July of 1906 in the James Watson & Co. Bond at then one of the largest distilleries in the country, apparently. Oh. Uh, apparently, this inferno was so bad that f- uh, firemen had to be called from Edinburgh to help fight it. The fire burned for approximately 12 hours and was described as the most destructive in the history of all of Dundee. Now, I don't know... I was going to say, I don't know how many fires they had in Dundee for this to be in the running... But the fact that it makes that is pretty impressive. 12 hours is a long time. Now, similarly, uh, an eyewitness recorded it sending rivers of burning whiskey through the city. So the same problems we were having with the uh, the one in America is Just that like obviously that. the spirit sets a light and runs. And I think it would be a great disaster movie to have like flaming spirit. Oh, and then someone's there. Because everyone's done like, a volcano movie, let's face so, it. Someone's there and they're in the back of like a nondescript van and like screens everywhere. And like, oh, the mind's had a word for it. Okay, you hate Whiskey that film. So good. <laughs> don't hate on the. Don't hate on artisan. Artisan. Don't hate on. You know art. what? You know what I actually hate in equivocal amount. Zombie biz. 
I was going to say the only film I hate more is on Beavers, but I don't know which one is worse. Um, so, yes, uh, before I forget, according to the Dundee Courier, the glow was visible from about 30 miles away. So it was a serious fire. <laughs> Oh, and, and my favourite fact about this was that apparently people on the outskirts of Dundee could read newspapers outdoors at midnight. Because <laughs> they had nothing better to do, apparently. I love the thought of, like, just this old couple being like, Janet, it's a bit bright. I was like, oh, get the newspaper. Apparently a million gallons of spirit were lost, as well as the destruction of several buildings. But fortunately, no one died. Now, this then led me on to my favourite thing when I was doing the research for this, because... I did a quick Google search on history of distilleries on fire and I got the people always ask, sorry, people also ask box. And these were my some of my favorite questions where I actually copied and I will attempt to answer. Can a distillery explode? That's the number one question. Um, probably not in the epic movie sense we are imagining right now as the cast whisperer walks away towards the camera without flinching. Now that was my personal response. I'd like to believe. I thought that was someone on this. I was like, <laughs> you were like, great mind. We're out there. <laughs> no, I just thought someone else had created the cast whisperer to be honest. Um, second question, which distillery burned down? My answer is quite a few have burned down. Um, third question, which distillery burned down 28? Sorry, what distillery burned down 2018? Um, this one got weird because no matter how much I searched, apparently none of them burned down in 2018. Google wouldn't give me an answer to that one. Wait, so, maybe that means they just hit the evidence. Maybe. And my favorite question, are distilleries flammable? Yes. Yes, is my response, in the sense that almost all buildings are flammable. Also, as we said, alcohol, wood, and grain a lot of problems. So that was, like, if I was in charge of Google Answers, they would be my personal responses to those questions. I have literally just solved every problem ever. What if they put the barrels behind, like, a flame... You know, those flame-stopping doors? Fire doors. They're literally called fire doors. One of those, like, doors that stop the fire. Fire doors. I, it's a shame. <laughs> those ones that you wish you had in Sims. <laughs> those ones I never put in Sims because they were ugly and I just let the house burn down. So, yeah, that was basically a quick look at uh, examples of fire, um, distilleries on fire in history. And, I mean, there are so many of them, honestly. Narrowing them down to that was quite hard. Um, there's a few notable ones, including the one in our last episode that we did. Uh, the other thing I will say is I had a problem choosing a whiskey for this episode because I thought, how do I pick one distillery over another when so many have had problems? And so I decided to completely scrap that and just go for a peaty whiskey. I've never seen this one before. Wow, he's by a fire. <laughs> yeah, that was the other reason because there was literally a fire on the label. I don't like this label. I don't like this one. Okay, so I will I will contact Billy Walker and I'll say, Dear Billy Walker, my brother um, doesn't like your label. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, please, actually, yeah. Uh, this is called McNair's Lumreek. It is a blended malt Scotch whiskey, which means, Luke? It's a, it's blended. But what does a blended malt mean? What does that tell you? It means it's mo- blend, blended. It just means it's more and more whiskies. Um, but all of those whiskies have been? Blunt malted. They're all single malts that go into there. That's literally what I said. So no grain whiskies made it into here. That's literally um, what I said. Also, they are peated whiskies, and it uses some lovely Highland peat as well. So it's, it's not actually not dissimilar to things like Big Pete, which is another great blended whiskey. Uh, sorry, ble- a great blended malt. Big um, but this one is just a bit... Uh, I find this one's a little a little bit lighter, so now that we're in the summer months, I really couldn't face a Big Pete right now. <laughs> Get your head out the gutter. Oh, uh, what? Now is the whiskey, please. Step one. Oh, my God. Okay, it's light. 
Oh, you actually remember to do cold this time. I'm impressed. Robert's a sniff. Um. Well, there's like three legs on the entire glass, so I'd say far between. So it's a tripod. It's a trident. This this is what uh, Poseidon. Um. Goes into your eyes. Smoky. Smoky. Well done. Yep. That is easily the most context I have ever given on a review of whiskey. So don't tell me I am not improving. You are not incorrect in this moment. That is a smoky, peaty whiskey. Um, it just it just smells. It just it just smells, folks. That's right. It it just <laughs> smells. Well, smoke Dear Billy much. Walker, your label's rubbish and your whiskey just smells. <laughs> I said smoky. <laughs> <first>. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, your smoky whiskey just smells. <laughs> Oh. oh dear so first of all let's bottle at 46% which is something Billy Walker tends to do he doesn't like bottling low because he wants that cask influence now on the nose I agree with you it's lovely and smoky it is it's, I didn't say that much. it's Highland peat so it's more woody earthy smoke and it's got a little bit of a to be fair I think this is the no age statement version yeah it's not the 12 year old it's the no age statement and this you can tell there's a little bit of younger spirit in there but that's that's actually a good thing with peaty whiskey. It has that kind of little bit of a sweetness to it. It's, it's definitely citrusy as well. I'm thinking lemons. Lemons and smoke. Smoked lemons. No. No? No. You can't smoke lemons? No. When, when life gives you smoked lemons, you have to make smoked lemonade? It's what I call medium peaty. It's got enough peat in there, but it doesn't overwhelm. And quite often in summer, I don't like heavily peated whiskey because it's too much. And with the lighter kind of spirit feel, it's got that nice kind of more vanilla-y, citrusy side to it and just the right amount of peat. I think it's a great summer whiskey to have if you're in a peaty mood. What's your opinion? Uh, we reviewed the turquoise one in summer. The turquoise one? I don't know, it was a Jimmy Buffett bottle. It's turquoise on it. Oh, you're on about the Tullamore Dew rum cask. Don't tell me, I don't remember things. Tullamore Dew rum cask, that was island time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this actually. Unsurprisingly. You've never not been a fan I, of I enjoy whiskey. I think it's a great subject. Sorry, I only study philosophy. But you know what? Like cool kids. It smells. It does. It does smell. <laughs> it has a smell. It has a smell. Um, five facts? Five facts. Off you go. Don't you dare say it has a smell. They could read newspapers at night. <laughs> the fire burnt for 12 hours. Uh... Fiery alcohol was roaming through the streets. This is all the same story you're basing this off. But I'll allow it. It's not... Well, I didn't know it was all the same story. <laughs> Maybe that's how they could reason easily. The fire was literally, like, right outside the house, just rolling by. Um, rolling, rolling. Warehouses rolling. do explode, but not in the dramatic cask whisper sense. <laughs> Um, that was my that was my personal opinion on it. No, that wasn't a fact. I was like, yeah, maybe, but not in the sense we're all imagining oh, movie fine. style. Okay, two more, but two more. Um, I did love that question though. Um, no warehouses that we know of or could find burnt down in 2018. That's true. Um, uh, Why are you thinking of that fifth fact? Uh, well, this has been Cascades. Thank you for listening. Cast a charge. <laughs> That's not really... We mentioned it. I mentioned it. Fine. I'll let it slide. 
Well, this has been Cascades. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use. It really does help you, but more importantly, may lead to others listening to and discovering this show. This is worse than one of my takes. My arms aren't flying anywhere at the moment. That's the problem. You're not gesticulating. I'd also like to thank Adrian and Alison Murray of the Weedram Whiskey Shop in Bakel. It is a great shop with a wide range of whiskies, and they are very, very knowledgeable and happy to share their advice. Uh, you can go on their website, www.weedram.co.uk. I am trying to get better at episode timings, so the next one will go up. You're calling yourself out right now. I know, right? <sighs> okay, so this Saturday is the 16th, so it's the 30th. Wow, the second to last day of July. The 30th of July. This is crazy how time works. And as always, we'll leave you with one editing goof. Bye. You have to say bye. I can keep you here forever. No, I can just walk off. But then you'll never know if I say it. Can't stop the recording if I've not said it. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye. This has been Nuke. I agree. (laughs) That's not how I taught. And I think this whiskey was great and didn't particularly smell too bad. I. All right. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) 